Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning, golfers. Your tea time awaits. It's the Tea to Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Got a thought on the PGA Tour? Want help with your swing? Give the show a call at 803-0550. Tea to Green on WGR is presented by Woods to Wedges, by Michelob Ultra, by the Western New York PGA, by Custom Turf, and by our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. It's time to talk golf. Here are your hosts, Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Metis. 7 o'clock, good morning here on the first Saturday in August. We welcome you into Tee to Green, live on the air here on WGR Sports Radio 550. We are at Tantara Golf Club here in North Tonawanda, one of our home clubs here on our Tee to Green show. As we welcome you in, Brian Cozio, PGA Pro Jeff Metis, Kevin Sylvester has the week off. Weird. <laughs> Kevin, he's doing uh, research. It's not is. a week off. It's, that's right. It's show research. That's right. Kevin working hard for us as always on and off the course. Is Correct. What we should say and uh, and off the air as well. Uh, a great night last night for uh, for our show. Our annual Duster Putting Challenge was held in order to raise money for the West New York PGA Reach Foundation, and uh, we'll we'll talk about that coming up here. Uh, th- a couple times throughout the show. Uh, if you missed out last night, you missed a great event. Super fun last night at Fox Valley. And uh, Steve Barkowski, the executive director of the West New York PGA, who uh, he and his staff helped out make the event great last night. Uh, he'll join us at 745. But and his family. That's yeah, right. And his family all hands on deck it. last night. That's right. Yep. And, uh, you know, a lot of other participation as well, including our producer back in our studio, Derek Kramer got involved. Derek will uh, give you his thoughts in the last segment when Steve comes on as well. I, I know Derek's thoughts. We, we chatted last night. It was, you know, the word I kept hearing was fun. So that was pretty cool. As it wrapped up, I had a couple people shake my hand and say, hey, this was really, really, really cool. I'm glad you did this. We'll be back next year. So so that makes it fun. And we raised a bit of money for a good cause. And, uh, you know, that's funny. That's how golf works. You know, you get together, you play golf, you raise money. And um, it's done throughout the world in golf. And that's what makes it. Part so, part of what makes it such a great game. Yeah, and uh, we raised twenty five hundred dollars last night yeah. for the West New York PGA Reach. And uh, you know, we'll talk with Steve at seven forty five. But maybe for those that maybe uh, won't be listening at then, just quickly, what does the Reach do? The again? Reach Foundation supports uh, our veterans. Uh, golf, it turns out, is a great tool for uh, assimilating back into society or dealing with. Uh, different ailments or things that our veterans might uh, be dealing with through our VA hospital. So the VA, we work with the VA and uh, we teach these guys to play golf and, you know, you end up making a ton of buddies and uh, it's a, it's a great time. And and it's, it's, it's actually pretty important to a lot of these guys and it's, it's really neat and something I really enjoy doing. And we had uh, quite a few veterans there last night. Jeff, you yourself is one. And uh, we, we, of course, uh, as always on the show, we want to thank any military member or veteran for their service, but uh, it it's cool when you hear 
you know, where it goes and, and some of the impact that it makes. And, you know, we had uh, a lot of veterans there last night. All just playing a silly game, just yeah. putting on a putting green. We got to do all that, and we had fun doing it, which is what's neat. Absolutely. So more on last night's Duster Challenge. Uh, Steve Barkowski, the executive director of the Western York PGA, uh, will join us at 745. Uh, if you want to get involved, if you know, if you're just hearing, hey, I'd, maybe I'd like to help out in some way to help the Reach Foundation, Steve will uh, pass along some, some information beyond just last night's Duster Challenge. Just because that event's over doesn't mean that uh, there aren't opportunities to help. Yeah, and I know, um, you know I got to be buddies with a bunch of these guys, and, and I know at Glen Oak we're going to be doing something later in the year with the veterans. Just on the range, again, it's kind of the same idea as the Hope, but introducing, you know, the, the, this is through the, we're going to go through through Western New York Heroes. There's a bunch of other organizations. We're going to get them all together and uh, introduce as many as we can to golf. Awesome. All right, so that's coming up later at about 745. Uh, also, during the course of the hour, uh, we'll be previewing the playoffs on the PGA Tour, the FedEx Cup playoffs, which start next week. Remember the new tour calendar. It's it's the first weekend in August, but the playoffs for the, for the uh, PGA Tour stars are starting next week. I mean, it's the end of the season in terms of the uh, the regular season and the playoffs here is it's here. And, you know, the majors are over and people, well, maybe we don't like the new schedule. I think it's too early to judge because now I think there's added excitement around the tour championship and it's uh, it'll perk up golf still. I mean, we feel like we're mid-season, you know, golf season here in Western New York. Um, I think it'll be exciting to watch the tour championship now and there's no worries. You know, all the majors are over. We, we pretty much know who the player of the year is going to be already. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, watching that last four, is it three events? Three events. Three events, yeah. It's the uh, the Northern Trust, then the BMW Championship, and then the Tour Championship. And you get all the and now all the players are back in. Tiger will be playing. Kepka's everybody's going to be playing in these events. I don't think uh, with a three event uh, window, are many going to rest? I don't. I think doubt so. It. Yeah. yeah, which sometimes happened when it was four weeks. Right. Um, Tiger, by the way, did commit earlier in the week that he's planning on playing. He committed to the Northern Trust and the BMW Championship, and obviously, as long as. He plays well enough to make it into the top 30. Well, he enters in the top 10. So, I mean, it would it would take some bad performances for him to not make it to the Tour Championship. And, of course, more importantly, if his back holds up. Right. I feel like that rest might have been a good idea instead of going to Memphis, you know, coming back yeah. from, from overseas. That might have been a good idea for him. We'll see. That's what makes it exciting. That's why we'll be watching for the next uh, few weeks. That's right. So uh, we'll be previewing that coming up next segment. Uh, also, our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week. Talk about junior golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, our Absolute Care Champions Tour report. Tom Watson playing this week in his final time at the Senior British Open. So we'll talk about that. Our PGA Tour leaderboard check. The Wyndham Championship. It's the last event on the regular season schedule. Uh, a couple other side stories to get to. Uh, we always talk about pace of play and the effect that it has both good and bad on golf Mm -hmm. and uh a lady on the lpga tour took a minute and a half to go over a three-foot putt i think that was the junior championship yeah the junior championship i saw that video when i actually mentioned it to our players last night and and the poor girl's become a poster child for it but she's not the cause she's part you know she's doing what she sees everybody else doing out there and uh but a minute and a half she missed a four-footer or something like that had a three-footer coming back and I think they timed her at a minute 25 to hit the next yeah. shot. And that's that's what that's if you're playing with them or watching, that's when people start to lose their mind out there. As I always say, I always tell my beginners, no one cares what you shoot. They just care if you keep up and play fast. That's right. Lexi Thompson had some issues on a plane. We had It's the second week in a row we have plane issues with an LPGA. I heard player. some about it. I don't know what happened. And a bunch of people missed a practice round because of it yep. or something. So we'll, we'll get that in. And uh, Sergio Garcia, there's uh-huh. a petition out to – 
either suspend or ban him for some more antics that he had. That's uh, not the first time Sergio's lost his mind on the golf course, and uh, lately he seems to be uh, – maybe that's why he's not playing well. He's getting too angry instead of just being out there and enjoying, you know, competing. I understand it's professional golf. Professional golf is hard. You know, it's easy to say, but that's a grind, and there's a lot of expectations on you, but you are still got to comport yourself like a gentleman even when you're playing poorly. That's right. All right, so T to Green live here at Tantera Golf Club in North Tonawanda, one of our – Home clubs, along with Fox Valley in Lancaster, Briarwood in Hamburg, and, of course, TD Green presented by the Western New York PGA, Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome, Michelob Ultra, and Custom Turf. So Stephen Barkowski from the Western New York PGA at 745. Uh, we'll preview the FedEx Cup playoffs coming up at 730. But joining us here from Tantara Golf Club, the head PGA pro, Don Schneider. Don, good morning. Morning, guys. How are we doing? Good. Can you hear okay? Yeah, All I'm right. good. Excellent. We, uh, we were just talking about... As we always do, we try to promote good pace of play. We, even last night at our duster event, at our yep. putting challenge, we were talking about pace of play. Uh, I know, Don, you you bring it up all the time as well. Um, a junior player in a, in a girls' event took a minute 25. Did you see the video of this? To, I did not. To, sta- to stand over a three-foot Oh, putt. I did see that, yes. Yeah, it, became, it was like viral of I just did see that. about pace of play. and. Of course, at the uh, the Open Championship two weeks ago, Brooks Kepka and J.B. Holmes had that sort of thing, and Kepka had some comments about Holmes not being ready and not even having his glove on and not going. I mean, this is this is an ongoing battle. I feel like that uh, at some point you wonder if the PGA Tour is going to have to maybe take a harder stance on it. But mm-hmm. I mean, obviously the PGA Tour is not in charge of this girl in this junior event. But still, I mean, a minute twenty-five over a three-footer. Like, I mean, you know, well, you and Jeff are the pros here, and I. I the problem is they, you, the we, rules are so... What, what can we do here? You know, the problem, you get one bad time. You, you, if you're out of position, you get a warning. Then you get, if you have a second bad time, you get this. And then you, it takes too much to get a penalty for, for the players. I mean, you have, to be, you have to get caught like four times in one round. You know, and, and it's endemic. I mean, I coach college golf. I have never seen anything slower than college golf. And I remember one of my first events, I walked up to a group in front of me. It wasn't my players, but they were two holes behind and a shotgun and a you know, five-hour pace. And I went to, hey, guys, you know, and their coach lit me up because I was, you know, telling them the speed. Oh, you don't want them to hurry. So, I mean, college golf takes five, five and a half hours every single time, and they're playing in threesomes. Oh. You've got your club championship today, an exciting day for the players. You know, mm-hmm. it's funny how the players in a club championship, guys who normally play in four hours, all of a sudden, because it's a club championship, they grind to a halt. And then they wonder why they shoot five shots worse than uh, than they do normally instead of following mm-hmm. their normal routine. Yeah, I think they're you know they're they're having to finish putts and things like that. That maybe you know how it goes. It's mm-hmm. you know that's good or pick it up or you know and that's that's not what they usually do. So now all of a sudden they have to make that three footer, and it's different for them. Right. So I know one of our players here last year came through. He's used to playing in about three and a half hours. He's here right now, and he's just a, you know that's he's a Type A guy and he's a, he's go 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 and. And I remember him coming up to me. He said, "Don, it's slow out there." I said, "We we turned in two ten, so you know it's four twenty for club championship week. So that's pretty normal." Um, so uh, the other thing I saw, Jeff, uh, you know, a couple of years back, uh, wasn't here somewhere else, but I was I was watching. It was a girls' event and uh, rangefinders, and I'm sure that's what you saw at college golf. And it's you know, it's insane. I'm watching a girl shoot something that's probably fifty, sixty yards, and I don't know about you, but you you probably grew up the same way. I mean, there's a hundred yard marker, and I'm I'm halfway there, and I know I've got 50, 60. What am I shooting that for? It's it's at that point it should be instinct, right? It should be 
I've worked on my short game, and I can hit that partial wedge, and that's what it should be. And I think it's okay to get a baseline there. You know, you yeah. know, you're about 58 yards, or if you're a tour player and you've worked with a flight scope for six months, and you can you've got that dialed down. But I also think, and the science will tell you, the best players are reacting to their target, and mm-hmm. they're playing fast. You know, we always talk uh, when you're teaching players. You know, as soon as your eyes, you look at good players over the golf ball, they're always moving. Poor players freeze over the golf ball. They mm-hmm. stand there, and you can see them. They look like they're going through ten things in their mind. When you watch good players, they're moving, the clubs waggling, their bodies. They look at the target, and as soon as their eyes come back to the ball, the sooner you pull the trigger, the more there's correlation there. The better you're going to hit the shot. So, mm-hmm. the players that play, you know, I mean, even like it's uh, JB Holmes. He's not he's slow before he gets to the ball. You know, over the ball, it's not as long. And most players, once they get over the ball, boom, they pull the trigger. It's the stuff beforehand. That okay, slows so them I'll down. ask both of you this: Both of you guys teach many players. You give lessons. Are People, as I think all sports are, even I think the NFL is, I think basketball is, I think, are we overcoaching? Oh my gosh, in golf, yes. I completely think we're overcoaching, especially pre- kids. The, the routine sometimes that we see, especially from youngsters, college mm-hmm. players, high school kids, I mean, they're going through, what, the 82-step routine before they mm-hmm. hit a shot. But they're they're following their role models, you know, on TV. You know, if you're if you really like JB Holmes, guess what you're going to do? You're going to mimic JB Holmes. You know, mm-hmm. I'd rather have mimic Brooks Kepka. You know, get up and hit it. Get um, up and hit it. And, and a lot of good players have been that way. Um, you know, Jack Nicklaus he was a little slow over the ball, but he made up for it in between shots. He moved. He hauled. Um, but yeah, it's just it's and it, it takes the joy out of the game. It takes the fun out of the game. Um, it is a problem. I, I, you know, we could talk about it all day. You know, you got to solve it in your group when you're playing with your guys. A pro can, can walk up to you, hey, you guys are slow. It, it's a little more effective when it comes from your peers or your playing group. Hey, buddy, mm-hmm. come on, let's uh, let's pick it up here. Yeah, I think what I see is, you know, you take a guy like a Jason Day, and uh, I, I can't really watch that on TV. I just, you know, that whole routine and the squinting and the holding the club in a certain position, and, I mean, mm-hmm. he's rocking back and forth. And, I mean, come on, man, just get up there and hit it. And And so – I think, Jeff, what, what you said, that that's what people are watching. And so, you know, kids learn visually more better than anything, you know. And, and so when they see that, well, I guess that's what I'm supposed to do, you know. Um, I'm not saying that's what we see in junior because our level, and Brian helps us with our camp and his son's involved. And, you know, we don't get technical at all like that. You know, we're trying to show them a pre-shot routine and basically keep it as simple as we can. Yeah, you get know, lined how, up. Yeah. yeah, get lined up and learn how to hit it at a target and take a basic grip and, and we talk about finish and how to face the target, and we keep it simple. And, and yeah, I think you're right. As, as they get older, uh, I, you guys see it, and you, you coach other sports. You coach tennis, uh, Brian, and, and Jeff and I teach uh, golf. And, you know, I think what happens when the parents start to get involved and they think their, their son or daughter is, is going to be a good player, uh, it's, it's no different than other sports. I've seen it. My son played baseball, same thing. Um, yeah, there's there's too much routines. involvement. Yeah, yeah. I mean – You've got you're, – you're in the batter's box routine. Baseball yeah. is, has an issue with their games lasting four hours. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I think every sport, like we said, you know, getting ready to be prepared to be ready to do whatever your action is in your sport. Yep. Um, yeah, I see it with tennis too. The, 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 some of the routines before or in between points before they're getting ready to serve, and I'm sitting there saying, oh, my God, guys, <laughs> let's play here. Like mm-hmm. when there's not a clock on you officially – and, you know, you can't have a timer on every hole on a golf course. It's just not going to work. It's, you know, at some point it's got to be up your right to the group and the individual. And what frustrates me is you see young kids playing in the section, whatever, in these terms, and before every shot and after every shot they're looking over at their parents. 
You know, hey, go. That's that's where it comes to overcoaching or over reliance, or did I do the right? Or the parents are you know mouthing, keep your head down, keep your eye on the ball, swings, all this bad advice. You know, so I think you know let them go out and play. How to get? How did kids get good? How did I become a good player as a kid? Is I just went to the park and hit shots. You know, yeah. um, I didn't have somebody telling me you had to do this, this, and this in order to hit the shot. You just figure out how to hit the shot, and um, yeah. and. And I know on our junior tour, you know, there's pace of play expectations and you're not allowed to communicate with your parents. Let the kid go and, and, and be on his own and play. And they might play faster, too, instead of looking to their parents for approval mm-hmm. or disapproval of each shot. Well, the Western PGA Junior Tour, I know they have a spectator agreement that you have to sign off on and mm-hmm. basically says you have to be one shot ahead. So it should eliminate that. But I, my son competed on, on the tour for a few years, and, and not everybody adheres to that. You mm-hmm. know, uh, like you just said, Jeff, it's there's some coaching going on that maybe shouldn't be. And let them play. Yeah. Let them play. Let them learn. That's right. 7.15 here on WGR. We are live at Tantara Golf Club in North Tonawanda. Uh, Brian Colsey, PGA Pro Jeff Metis, as always. Kevin Sylvester has the week off. And uh, PGA Pro Don Schneider. From Did you say, as always, Kevin Sylvester has the week off? That's what I meant, yes. You see how I pause at the right moment now? Yes. Kevin's working hard today as well, doing more uh, show research, as we said. Uh, but good transition here. You're talking about juniors. And I know, Jeff, you wanted to talk about juniors here for our tip of the week. So let's get it in here. Our PGA tip of the week brought to you by the Western York PGA. Now, the Western PGA has one goal, promoting and growing the game of golf today, tomorrow, and beyond. And it's proper teaching techniques for juniors. And, and Don, I know, you know, I see you teach the juniors at, at uh, golf camp here, which has been a lot of success and a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And I know you, you had really high numbers this year for our junior golf camp here at Tantara. So that's good. There's, mm-hmm. there's kids' interest. So now how do you keep it? What are some proper ways to teach? And uh, we'll let both of you guys go in on this. Well, I think um, when we're, it, we have different uh, categories. So we have what we call a one-on-one division. So we try to separate by ability, not, not just age. And so we look at the kids that are pretty new to golf, and we welcome them to the game, and, and we keep that real simple. And that's mostly instruction. We we kind of tweak the program every year. Uh, this this year, we're actually getting the, even the little guys on the golf course for maybe three holes, just so they can understand what do I do out there, safety, etiquette, basic rules, that kind of stuff. And then we have uh, we call players division. Those kids play nine holes, and we coach them. It's different coaching. Then we're out there. You're part of it. Uh, it's more course management. Yeah. So. There's different levels that that's what we try to do here. So when it's on the lesson tee for the little guys, it's we, we actually have three rotating stations because what I found over years of doing junior golf is that you got to keep them busy, and yeah. so we, we rotate them with three different stations so they're not they're not bored. And then the bigger kids are playing and, and we just let them play. But I'll I'll step in and say hey you know what club are you going to hit there or or geez you shouldn't be hitting a wedge here you you should be hitting a uh, a, a knockout shot or, mm-hmm. or knock, you know, get it under the tree limb or whatever it is. Uh, so that's kind of what happens out there. That's what we do. Yeah, and for people that don't have a program to go to or their kids just getting into golf, you know, it, it, it's pretty simple recommendations. Like you said, I think you got to keep the kids moving. There's a PGA coach thing now. It's just like a USA Hockey. There's a model for ages, and we kind of all use that as a as a as a guideline. But when I'm teaching beginners, you just want to get their grip on properly. You know, um, one of the best things is to get those preformed grips. A lot of the companies will sell golf clubs with a preformed grip for the kids. So you can get your hands on in the right way. It's a peculiar way to hold the club, especially if you're a beginner. So you want to get them comfortable with that. That's an easy way to do it. I teach kids to swing around their body, um, more like a merry-go-round, less like a Ferris wheel. Golf's a circular motion. 
Um, we want them to hit it hard. We've talked about that. You want them to swing hard. You can teach them to hit it straight later because you want them to learn to create speed at a young age. And I want them to turn and face that target, get their belt buckle. We call it the magic foot. I think I stole this line from Chris Kalinske, a, a real good PGA professional, where if I'm standing behind you, I can see the bottom of your shoe when you're hit after your mm-hmm. shot. So you're up on your toe, your hips are facing your target, and if you're a right-hand golfer, the club's around you and to your left. Most parents t- teach the kids to swing the club out towards the target, and they finish with real high hands and their hips and their belt face to the right. Let's get the club's hands low and around and to the left. Um, creates a shallower path, makes it easier. Also have the kids hit off a tee for a long time. They don't need to hit it off the turf right away. Let mm-hmm. them have some fun. Mm-hmm. Let them bash it. And don't make them grind out you know, to the finish on every hole. Hey, maybe we'll pick it up. We'll drive over here. And like you said, just keep it moving. Keep it fun. Keep it light. And I always try to pull. Uh, my kids don't play too much, but when they're we tried to, they're having fun. I, I never had them out there till they were tired or it wasn't fun. You know, if they're in the middle, we pull ripcord a little bit earlier than you might think, so they still had a, a longing to go back out the next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I think you're right. The the things that I've watched, observed from both of you, teach with juniors is I'm down the station things about moving kids from one to the next before they sit there and say, oh, about this, dr-, they're, you're already moving them on to the next thing and getting them onto the course, too. Uh, I know, you know, when you first worked with my son, mm-hmm. Jeff, that was the one thing, too. You took him out, you, you hit balls with him for 10 minutes, and then you drove him out of the car and got him out of the course, let him hit a shot in the sand, and I'm thinking, like, okay, and then that's, he's like, Dad, I got to go out onto the course, and then, you know, that, I think, like, little experiences like that, that gets him excited, because you're right, no, Don, no matter how much you hit balls or work on something, at some point, they want to do it for real, mm-hmm. you know, quote, for real on the course. So. Yeah, and they, you know, it, 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 we all have good intentions in terms of instruction, but they only, they, they get about 10 minutes with them, you know, attention span. And so. Oh, longer than mine. Yeah, <laughs> my, yeah, more than mine, too. But um, but we're moving them around. for That's part of the reason. But um, also, they, they all want to hit balls, and they all want to play. So you let them do that. You know, you don't bore them with too much stuff. Yeah, no one gets know? into golf to sit on the range and mm-hmm. hit balls. You know, I mean, it's fun to practice sometimes, but you, you want to go out on the golf course. That's where yeah. it's fun. Plus, all the different shots you hit. You know, you're hitting off a flat lie in the same spot all the time on the range. Yeah. That's not what golf's about. No. That's right. All right, good advice there from both of our pros, Don and Jeff, here on our Western York PGA Tip of the Week. If you want to get your son or daughter involved in junior golf or whatever, you can contact Don. Here at Tantara, you can contact Jeff over at Glen Oak, or you can go on to WNYPGA.com and uh, find there on how to kind of get going. And you don't have to be a junior either. You can be nope. an adult, a senior, any age. Feel free to, uh, to check out all the information there. Uh, before we let Don go here, he's got some great information here about uh, an opportunity. Maybe come here and have fun. Club championships here today at Tantara. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to play. Yeah, it's a cool atmosphere of club championship days. That's right. Yeah. But we got Brian off the tee right at 8, 8, 8 o'clock. Yeah. That's right. We Give it a go. Take the commercial, and I'm going right over the to the Brooks kept a warm-up. Yeah. That's right. The hey, he's got ice cream in the car. Yeah. That's, right. That's right. That's right. A <laughs> couple putts, and yeah. let's go. Yeah. That's right. But uh, you've got a cool opportunity here that for people that are thinking about maybe joining somewhere, Don, here, that uh, you'd like to share. We do. Uh, it's something totally out of the box for us. Um, you know, we're kind of looking at the season, and, and this would be an opportunity for someone who has thought about joining a private club. Um, it's something that uh, there's no big commitment, so kind of the way it works, it's going to be uh, anybody that wants to play from now until the end of the season, uh, we're calling it Test Drive Membership, and uh, it's really easy. Uh, there's no initiation fee. There's no long-term con- uh, commitment, um, and they can play all the golf they want, including carts, driving range, bags, storage, and it's $800 total. 
So, uh, you, you know, it, it, it's, it's a great way to test it out, see what we're all about. Um, and then that way we hope that you love it and that you come back next spring and, and we're not going to hold you to really anything beyond that. A lot of good golf weather left, too. And oh, the fall God. is the best time of year to play, as we all know. Well, yeah. I mean, if you look at our season, I mean, we, you know, it was rainy all spring. And, and really the golf course has just shaped up in the last few weeks, right? So you're going to get the golf course in the best condition it's been in all year. And then pretty soon, you know, this is club championship weekend. So then things start to drop off in terms of events. So there'll be really more open play than used to so it's a great time of year to play it's my favorite time of year uh, it's about the only time i play and you know late in the season yep. is in our positions and you know so once uh you know august september october you, you know you got for sure at least three months and maybe some of november we don't we don't shut down so you know we're a private club we don't shut down october 31st or something like that you know we have a skeleton crew here and we don't provide all the services you know late in the season but we're here we're playing yep. you know so that's kind of how it goes. And so uh, if someone's interested in that, they can just reach me here at Tantera. Uh, best way is uh, email. It's, D, uh, it's dschneider at tanterragc.com. And uh, it's Schneider, is S-C-H-N-E-I-D-E-R. Or just go to the Tantera website, and it'll, it'll direct you uh, uh, to website uh, inquiries, and I follow up uh, as soon as I can. That's right. Those. Yeah, so. if you, if you uh, want to contact me either on Twitter or uh, on my GR email, I'll make sure that uh, I pass along your info to Don, and uh, he'll take care and get you going. Yep. Great, great offer there, Don. Yep. Thank awesome. you. All right. What's what's your uh, – we'll, we'll do a bonus Western Europe PGA tip. What's your tip for me? I'm starting on hole 10 here. Well, beyond hole 10, just my your advice for today – Considering, again, I'm going to have about a, a four-minute warm-up. <laughs> well, make good use of the putting green first, That's I would right. say, yeah. And then after that uh, is just try to play a normal round. Try to pretend it's not a different day. Yeah, right. You know, it's it's just do your normal routine. Don't change that. You know, whatever your routine is, pretend you're out there. I, I know when I play well is when I, I think of shots where I stood on the range or I hit a shot on the, on the golf course that was a good result, and it's positive positive reinforcement is really what helps and just do your do your thing just don't yeah, don't just slow it down don't stay over putts longer than normal because that's when we miss them because those little demons you know yeah. jump in there and you know <laughs> and enjoy competing and just enjoy yeah. being out there playing yeah. that's what i like i i always like the competition part hey this is for me that cool. was always fun trying to grind out a you know one or two shots better than maybe i should have shot that day yeah. with the game i brought to the course yeah yeah no doubt yeah i'm looking forward to it don thanks as always for having us thank and, you uh, your support to td green as always you got it awesome. thanks guys yep don schneider the pga pro membership director here at tantara golf club in north tonawan again a great offer uh, that runs through the rest of the summer uh, feel free to contact don again go to the tantara website and then uh, you can look up don's information there Okay, before we go to break, let's congratulate all the people at Niagara Falls Country Club for hosting another great event, the Porter Cup, the great annual amateur event, one of the best amateur events in the country. And Australia's Aiden Didone ends up getting it done. He entered the day three shots back of Kevin Yu, who was the highest-ranked player in the field. He's ranked fifth in the country. Uh, Kevin Yu from Arizona State. But uh, Aiden Didone from Australia comes in and uh, came back. They were tied going to 17. Uh, he made birdie. You made bogey, and then uh, Dedone went on on 18 on the par three to win at Niagara Falls Country Club. I'm sure it's the biggest win of that young man's career. And yeah. uh, I mean, think of the kids from Australia. I mean, obviously you've got a strong field if you've got kids coming from Australia to compete in your event. And uh, great for him. That's a that's a huge win. Something like that will give you confidence and 
and boost your game for a long time. You know, you get a, a big win and it, it it sticks with you for a while. You know, you you end up feeling better about your game for a long, long time, and uh, hopefully it'll springboard him on to bigger and better things. That's right. No. Okay, we'll step aside here from Tantera. When we come back here on WGR, we will preview next week's FedEx Cup playoffs. It starts the three-week playoff event. All the big names will be playing, including world number one Brooks Kepka. So we'll, we'll talk about that. Tiger Woods playing as well. Uh, we'll get our Champions Tour report, brought to you by Absolute Care, and uh, lots more here along the way as we roll on from Tantera, Tantera here at North Tonawanda. Along with PGA Pro Jeff Metis, our producer Derek Kramer back in our Amherst studios, I'm Brian Colziel. More TD Green coming up next right here on WGR. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Time for a check of the PGA Tour leaderboard. Brought to you by Encore Golf, Buffalo's Golf Ball. And by Donald Ross, the world's finest golf apparel. And by New Era Golf, headwear engineered to perform that never sacrifices style. Back here on WGR on Tee to Green, Brian Colziel, PGA Pro Jeff Minas, thanks for being with us. As you heard, it is time for a check of the PGA Tour leaderboard, the Wyndham Championship going on. It's the final week of the regular season on the PGA Tour. Yes, the FedEx Cup playoffs start next week. And again, some guys right now are fighting for their PGA Tour card, trying to get in the top 125. Uh, doing well, though, so far, a Korean Brung Han An is your leader right now. Uh, he's at 13 under par. Uh, right now has a one-shot lead over Bryce Garrett. You can again, some of these guys they're fighting to maybe play on the PGA Tour next year. This could be the difference between what they do this week, whether they make the FedEx Cup playoffs, whether they make the tour next year, or they have to go back to the Corn Ferry Tour and try to requalify to get their card. And there's guys who missed the cut that are done now too. Know. You know, so it's uh, you know, they're it's on a bubble tough... watch all week. Yeah, and you know, to me, this is a fun event to watch because of that, because of that kind of excitement and tension. Kind of like Q School is fun to watch on TV. You know, the uh, mm -hmm. yeah, the playing <laughs> the car crash there. You know, some guys are gonna excel and some guys are gonna blow up on the last hole and uh, not handle the pressure, but. Uh, all super elite players, so it, the, the the margin is razor thin between these players. That's right. So on your leader, 1,300 par through two rounds. Uh, a def a uh, champ, former champion of this event, Webb Simpson, maybe the biggest name in the top five. He's two shots off the lead in third place. Uh, Paul Casey is three off the lead. He is at minus 10. Jordan Spieth's playing this week, trying to get himself more FedEx Cup points. Uh, so he's had a kind of up-and-down season he is tied for 12th. He's at minus nine. Uh, definitely, uh, I would say, the most recognizable name there uh, amongst the, uh, the groups playing an event this week. Uh, most of the top ten in the world and the, and the big names taking the week off because, again, next week starts the three-week in a row run uh, of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Yep, it'll be exciting. Like I'm, I'm very excited to watch. You know, I, I, I like the way it's setting up now. All these good players. It's going to be a shootout for three weeks. Just who's playing the best. You can take this week off and really, you know, these guys have been playing all year, so they're going to go and work on anything they haven't been doing well. 
you know, and they're going to work on their fundamentals and they're going to check their posture and their alignment and their grips and their basic and get a little bit of rest because you know, it, it, tour golf is hard. It's a grind and that travel's not easy too. So three weeks in a row after you've been traveling all summer, um, yeah, I'd be resting also. It's a great playoff in terms of venues. Oh, yeah. So listen to this. Where This is where the three weeks are going to be played here. Again, the, uh, the PGA Tour three-week playoffs, uh, August 8th through the 25th. It'll be done before the NFL starts. So the first event's called the Northern Trust. It's at Liberty National Golf Club. Awesome. So you get the views of Manhattan skyline and the Statue of Liberty. Like you're basically teeing off, and you're like, oh yeah, here's the Statue of Liberty, like 50 yards away. So <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. That's a cool course. That's week one. Then they cut from 125 down to 70. So after the week one there, and then uh, based upon the points you've earned all year plus the points from that Northern Trust event, then they go. To the BMW Championship, which is at Medina Country Club in Illinois. I mean, again, another classic venue. It's hosting many majors. Uh, then they'll cut down to 30 uh, for the final event, the Tour Championship. That's at East Lake in Atlanta. So the travel isn't terrible. It's all on the East Coast. But yep. three great venues, tons of visuals. If you like to watch golf, this is going to be a fun three-week stretch. That's right. Um, I'd ask you who you think is going to win, but I already know your answer. Yeah. Yeah. Brooks Kepka won last week. I, I was a little disappointed last week uh, at the World Golf Event in Memphis. We had McElroy and Kepka in the final group, and I'm like, all right, here we go. And I really um, – I like Kepka a lot. I think he's great. I think as we start to learn more about him, as he be, starts to become more vocal, I think he actually – some of the things he says I think is good for golf. Um, but I thought, okay, Rory came off the emotional whirlwind week in Ireland, like – Let's. I wanted Rory to win. I thought, here we go. He he beats Kepka. I'm like, hey, he just beat the best player in the world. Like this, Kepka was just phenomenal. He just beat him, and, and it wasn't close. Rory couldn't get it going. Yeah, um, he just put his Kepka put his foot on his throat that week. It was uh, it was tough. I was the same thing. I, I I turned on the TV. I was excited to watch it, and about an hour in, you're like, up, oh, this one's over. Kepka's got this. Yeah. I was hoping it would be like a duel down down the stretch, and maybe some drama going into the final holes, but. Uh, didn't work out that way. Kepka no. is a machine. He, he's the, the betting favorite, as he should be, uh, to win the FedEx Cup playoffs. He's coming in ranked world number one off of another win. He's already won, ma- I mean, top five in all four majors. He's going to be, the as you said, I mean, Play- he's, no, the player down. of the year. There's no even reason to vote. We know he's going to win that. And as good as Tiger was for golf because he brought so many people, and maybe Brooks will bring something to the game that will be good, too. You know, the pace of play. His, his Twitter game's pretty strong, too. He's not afraid to speak. Uh, his mind to That's people, right. which I appreciate. He doesn't always say the politically correct thing or the he's not afraid to ruffle his fellow players' feathers or anything like that with some of his kind. And he's got a laissez-faire attitude yeah. towards it. You know, he just kind of goes out and I'm going to play and see what happens and I hope it's better than the next guy. Speaking of that attitude, that was brought up uh, in his press conference after he won. Uh, people were, I guess, well, media were concerned because Brooks Kepka's parking spot was empty less than an hour before his final round tee time. And they're like, is something wrong? What's going on? And uh, no, he showed up 45 minutes before his final round tee time when he was in the final pairing there with McElroy. And when they asked him about it afterwards, he's like, look, I was, I've played on this course now for five days in a row, couple, two days of practice rounds, three days of tournament play. He said, I just played last week at the Open Championship. He goes, I like how I'm hitting the ball. He goes, I'm kind of a little underneath the weather too from all the travel. And he goes... I don't need to hit golf balls for two hours. He goes, I, I like where I'm at with my swing right now. He goes, I'm just, I got here just a little just to kind of loosen my body up. He goes, I'll be fine. And obviously, 
Obviously, he was. <laughs> yeah, he's also brimming with confidence, yeah. I guess, too. So that also helps. If you've been playing that well, I guess hitting a few balls before the round won't – not hitting a few balls before the round won't destroy his confidence. He seems like a confident man anyway in anything he does. But, uh, yeah, and I think there should be more. Hey, how many times – Yeah, I don't think you need to warm up for two hours. I always tell people – a warm-up's just to get your body loose. You shouldn't be practicing or trying to figure something out on the rain. You're, you, you've got your game's your game. You know, you're, right. you're going out to play today. Your game's your game. Whatever you did on the driving range wouldn't affect. For the most part, it's not going to affect how you play. You may find something that helps a little bit. But once you get out on the golf course, it's always different. You ever notice it's different how you hit it on the range than yep. how you play? Yeah, absolutely. Some of my best rounds have been when you hit it just like an absolute dog on the range. Uh, for some reason, your, your attention, your focus snaps together on the, on the golf course then. No doubt. Brian Colziel, PGA Pro Jeff, meet us here at Tantara Golf Club on TD Green as we uh, discuss the FedEx Cup playoffs. Uh, we'll shift gears here now to get our PGA Tour Champions Report in. It's brought to you by Absolute Care, Affordable Adult Assisted Living. And we're talking about Tom Watson this week when we talk about the Champions Tour Report. Tom Watson, last week, his final trip overseas to play uh, in the Senior Open Championship, um, he ended up finishing in a tie for 55th. Uh, which means, of course, he obviously didn't have that historic finish. But um, he played at Royal Litham in St. Anne's where he had some great moments uh, on the PGA Tour. Uh, but he ended up, as uh, he did, uh, he got uh, 44 years of playing either in the Open or the Senior Open at where he became a legend. I mean, he probably, He's would you say, was, was he, is he the best American in terms of production over at the Open Championship? I would think he is, um, yeah. and he's probably the most popular American over there. He, um, the, the, the Brits, they, they really respect Tom, the way he plays, the way he comports himself out on the golf course. He's the reason I got into golf. One of my first golf memories is when he chipped it in at uh, Pebble Beach, and uh, there was a, ma- a Golf Digest magazine with a frame-by-frame of his swing, and I spent the winter, winter mimicking Tom Watson, and he's been my hero ever since. And uh, Sad to see him retire from competitive golf over there, but uh, he's 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 had a great great run. He's got to be the most popular guy over there, and I don't know. If, I can't think of any Nicholas maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, Scotland. They said he's like the adopted son over there in Scotland. He had his first Open victory at Carnoustie in 1975, where he played in the championship. And uh, he wore those plaid pants Watson, and, the, and the hat. Yes. Just that grace and charisma that he had. Like he won. He won over those fans over in Great Britain. But listen to these numbers. So he won eight majors, which obviously is incredible. Five of them were open championships. So yes. clearly that was his event. Uh, of the four majors, like that was the one that was most special for him. He played in six, uh, uh, excuse me, he won six senior majors. Three of them were oh, senior there's... opens. So, yeah. I mean, it's just those courses, like he just, he fit there. Yeah, I think he grew up in Kansas City, and you get used to the wind and bumping it low and getting creative like that. He was always good at the creative shots, great short game. Uh, a little bit of a wild driver, if I remember correctly, but... Uh, yeah, his record there, I guess that would be the best. I yeah. can't see anybody comparing with that. And what could have been maybe one of the greatest moments in golf history almost did happen, if you remember back in 2009. I did. I was watching. He, at age 59, was within inches of winning uh, when he had a chance to win on the final hole, missed it, had to go to a playoff with Stuart Sink, and uh, Stuart Sink got his first and only major there uh, in the 09 Open Championship. But can you imagine had he won that at 59? I mean, he would have shattered the record for, what is it, upper 40s is uh, now the, the oldest uh, you know winner major in winner, a major. Yeah. But for, if he would have done that at 59, I mean, I, 
That was an incredible story that week. Everybody remembers that event, not for Sink's win, not to take anything away from Stuart Sink, but that was all about, holy cow, Tom Watson's almost 60 years old, and he's about to win the Open. Not many people were rooting for Stuart Sink that day. <laughs> I, rem- I didn't sit down. That was one of those days when you're watching the golf. You know, instead of you know being on the edge of your seat, I was just standing up pacing, watching, because I was rooting so hard for him. And uh, that would it's unbelievable. Um, you know, it's Tom Brady's pretty impressive at whatever age he is playing football. But 59 years old to compete against the best players in the world on one of the hardest golf courses in a major is, is unbelievably good. And it's just a topper to his career. That's right. The, um, the 05 Open, Jack Nicholas was commenting this week when he asked about Watson's impact over there. And, you know, Jack even said he's the most popular. That's what Jack said. He's like, he's the most beloved American golfer over there. Uh, but remember in 05, um, Nicholas had his final moment at St. Andrews. They walked over the Swilkin Bridge, and they had Tom Watson play in the group. And uh, as they walked up to the, to the bridge, Watson was crying, I guess, like weeping, according to Nicholas. And Jack said, he goes, I had to walk over to him before I walked over to the bridge for the photo thing and say, Tom, calm down here. He's like, you can still make the cut. Like, you got to <laughs> focus. Like, he didn't want him to get caught up in Jack's moment, but – he did. And that was yeah. Jack at 05, and, and it, he hasn't played since. And, um, and Watson keeps going, keeps going. How old is he? And he's still competing in these events? Well, he's, if he was 50, he was age 59 in 09. Oh so nine. 10 years later, so he's 69, 69 yeah. years old. Still making the cut and stuff. That's impressive. Yeah, pretty amazing stuff uh, that he ended up going on to do so. And, uh, yeah, so we congratulate him on a, on a great career. There's no doubt about it. Uh, so there's our Absolute Care Champions Tour report. Uh, before we go to break, again, coming up next segment, Stephen Barkowski, the Western Europe PGA Executive Director, to join us to talk about uh, our awesome duster challenge from last night. Uh, but I want to talk about Sergio. Sergio oh. last week hit a drive, had a, another one of those temper tantrums, and then bashed his driver, made a huge divot on the tee box, and now there's actually a call for him but to be banned. Who's like, making the call? Well... <laughs> The public or the there's fellow a, tour players? There's some apparently like scuttlebutt amongst players. Well, there's they're trying to get players to sign a petition. So I don't know how if that's going to. I mean, it's not going to happen. Yeah, are you going to sign a petition because against one of your peers to suspend him from his livelihood or whatever? Um, not that he's hurting for cash, but uh, yeah, it's still there should be some some consequences for his actions there. Maybe a, a week suspension, a fine. Or make him do some kind of community service. I don't know. Go out with the grounds crew and, and fill divots on the range or something. Yeah, he was on the 16th hole last week in Memphis at uh, TPC Southwind in the final round. And he was video. He took his hand off his club in disgust after completing a swing, then grabbed it with both hands, violently slammed it into the turf, creating a very, very huge oh, divot, no gash. doubt about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one golfer said, like, look, with this sort of tantrum, but remember – Back in like January, February, he kind of had a temper tantrum in a bunker. Yes, in a European tour event, and he went, he basically went back and forth in the bunker. And they were, and we talk about kids. Yeah. You know, hey, you've got a responsibility to tell your fans, Sergio. How many kids adore Sergio Garcia? So now, do they think it's okay they're playing with their buddies to smash the driver into the in the in the tee? Yep. And then remember in. February, he and Saudi Arabia purposely damaged some of the greens during the third round. So, so that's three times in a he's year. He's had a rough year. He really has. Hasn't played well. And yeah, he's obviously frustrated, but you know that that sense of frustration when you're playing, we've all had it where you feel like you're just completely out of control of your game. But the more you get angry, it's not – I'm not as good as Sergio, obviously, but it's, I know it's not helping him play well. No doubt. Um, but European Tour uh, commissioner said 
the, we've discussed it with Sergio. The matter is closed. In other words, they're not going to suspend him. Yeah. Well, if he continues to do it, something's got to happen. Yeah. yeah. His Sir, his agent's got to be talking. Sergio's to him. still a, w- a very well known, popular player. I mean, right. he's definitely a known as almost anybody in terms of European tour players. Like he, I'm, well, he's a PJ tour player, but in terms of European players, I mean, he's still probably. If you asked random, you know, sports fan, hey, can you name me? Five non-American golfers. I bet you they're naming Sergio as one of them because oh, he's just known certainly. from the Ryder Cup and all that sort of stuff. So and a beautiful ball striker. There's very uh, few people. His that iron hit irons is yeah, it's insane. Yeah, and we've been watching him since he's been 19. You know, so we've followed his career. That's why you're disappointed because you're when people you look up to and respect and love their game when they when they behave that way, you lose a little bit of respect for him, and it's and it's, it's too bad. That's right. Last thing here before we go to break, Lexi Thompson. Had some issues this week. She had a passport issue, and apparently, <laughs> what this do, what this did was, um, she and forty other players were traveling uh, in a rental car, but there were forty other players' golf clubs in the rental car going from the Avion Result Golf Club where they played last week to England, the site of this week's Women's mm-hmm. Open Championship. But she was having some passport issues. She got pulled over, and Thompson and her caddy had to retrieve the documentation. They were having some issues with it. They couldn't find it. They had to then go through and look for um, some of the things like in her in her briefcases and in her suitcases and other things like that. They couldn't find the passport. She had issues. So 40 players ended up missing what was some practice time because of it. Yeah, didn't they miss they their round, together. right? Yeah. yeah, the practice round. Yeah, they didn't arrive until the club on Monday until 5 o'clock. And this whole adventure started almost 24 hours earlier by the time they finally got through. Um, Thompson's like, look, I had, I had no idea. I apologize. But she's like trying to retrieve the passport. Yeah. I can imagine you get on a bus like that with all these players. There's club stuffed underneath. You're going to find your clubs. You're going to find it. You know, traveling's difficult, as we all know, and, and doing it for a living is difficult. I'm sure she feels bad. What do you do, though? It's, those things happen. That's right. Yep. If you're going to cross a border. Have your stuff in your pocket. Just have your stuff ready. Yeah. I mean, we, us here in Western New York, we know all about it. Going over to Canada, like, have your passport ready. Yeah, you don't have your passport or your, your enhanced license in the trunk when you head over to the Peace Bridge. That's so, right. Yeah. No doubt. All right, we'll take a break here on Tee to Green. We're live at Tantara Golf Club in North Tonawanda. Again, if uh, you just missed anything from our show earlier, it'll be up on our on-demand audio section at WGR550.com. All right, next segment, we'll talk a little bit about the Western New York PGA Reach Foundation and the efforts and the money that we earned last night uh, at our annual Duster Putting Challenge. If you missed the event, you missed a good one. Uh, Jeff's going to talk with Western New York Executive Director Stephen Barkowski. I'm going to go over to the putting green. Get ready. Play well, Brian. Thanks. I got an 8 o'clock tea time here at Santerra in the club championship. Hopefully I play well. You will. All right. You're good advice, Jeff. Good luck, Brian. It's all me if you play well. If not, it's it's on you. All right. right. You got this next segment, Jeff. (sighs) You can do it. I'm nervous. That's right. Right. Jeff Medes with Executive Director. That's right. You got Derek, too. (laughs) Executive Director Stephen Barkowski next. Uh, Derek Kramer as well, producing back in our Amherst studios. You're listening to T to Green. Hope you're having a great start to the absolutely gorgeous weekend here coming up in western new york hope you can get out and play and spend some time outside golfing or doing whatever uh, with jeff Medes, i'm brian colziel more t to green coming up next here from tantara after this
Welcome back. This is the final segment of the Tea to Green Golf Show. I'm PGA professional Jeff Medes. I'm here at Tantara Country Club. I'm watching Brian Cozy will get ready for his final round. And we're joined by the executive director of the West New York PGA, Mr. Stephen Barkowski. How are you this morning, Steve? Morning, gentlemen. How are you? Uh, how many times did you hear the word fun during the Duster Challenge last night, Steve? I, I can't even count that many times. That, that was absolutely awesome. Just keeps getting better and better every year. Yeah, it's cool. Um, for the, those that don't know, um, the radio show here, we host an event called the Duster Challenge. We had it at Fox Valley Golf Club last night. It's an 18-hole putting contest, and uh, we get it down to the final 16 in match play, and we almost had a repeat champion, and it's just a ton of fun. We have lights on, there's food and beer and music, and uh, and we end up raising money for our, our the PGA Reach Foundation. Can you uh, expound upon that a little bit, Steve? Sure, yeah. Last night we, we set a record for the uh, fourth annual Duster Challenge, raised $2,500 for the REACH Foundation. And what the REACH Foundation is, is, is a foundation started by our local PGA professionals in 2010. And essentially it supports three different pillars. Um, first and foremost being our vets, which the 2,500 is going to be going towards. Second, it supports youth. And third, it supports diversity and inclusion. And the whole idea around REACH is giving access to individuals that don't normally have access to the game of golf um, and expanding their horizon through the sport that gives teaches so many different lessons and allows you to play it for a life lifelong uh, the rest of your life. So um, we're, we're so appreciative here at the, the PGA for, for everything that TD Green did last night. And it was a huge, a huge success and a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. And um, I can't wait to, to, for the fifth annual Duster Challenge, and hopefully get even more. This year, I think we had close to seventy participants. Maybe we can get yeah, seventy, and then yeah. yeah, and I think we can do it. You know, I think as the word gets out, you know, every year we get a few more and a few more, and uh, and the only reason is because it's fun. It's something you don't get to do all the time. You know, it, usually you go play golf, you bring all your clubs. This way, you just bring a putter. You have a walk around. There's a few giggles, and uh, but it was competitive at the end. Uh, you know, you get down to those final matches. Those guys were definitely grinding, trying to win, because it's a pretty cool trophy, and it's a it's a nice little feather in your cap to see you won that contest. Yeah, and, and it doesn't matter how old you are, as we can see from last night. We had uh, my dad actually was competing with 61, and the champion that beat him was actually 15 years old. So um, anyone can come out. doesn't matter how old you are. If you can putt, you can win. As Kevin Sylvester said last night, he's the Susan Lucci of the Duster Challenge, he's finished runner-up twice, your dad, huh? Yeah, he's, he's trying to get that trophy, maybe next year. Well, now he's going to be putting a, he's going to be putting a putting green in his backyard from one of our sponsors here, Custom Turf, and maybe, uh, is that is that true? Is that some rumor? He was going to be putting a putting green? Is that, is that so he can win the Duster? Yeah, he actually, uh, Mr. Beatty and Custom Turf, I know is a sponsor of yours and also a sponsor of the PGA. He's putting one in his backyard, and it must be motivation for next year to try to win. Now, That's Steve, a lot of effort. Oh, sorry, Jeff. Uh, Steve, no, go ahead. You guys mentioned though, you know, getting out to do this uh, Duster Challenge, and you know, with everything with golf and how it can reach other people. It's not necessarily though an exclusive thing for people that golf on a consistent basis, right? No, anyone can come on out. It's uh, you it, just have to sign up. If you've never putted before, you can just grab a putter and come on out and have a lot of fun. It's not. Uh, you know, you look at we had 70 players last night, and I think there were some individuals that that were in the contest last night that probably never played golf before in their life. So, um, is that you, Derek? Have a good time with your family. And yeah, that's me. 
But yeah, no, it was. I uh, think Derek was in that category. Yeah, I was, I was in that we category. But again, the operative term being fun, but it was also for a fantastic cause, which makes it even better to enjoy. You'll be back next year, right, Derek? As long as you guys would have me. <laughs> of course we will. Yes, yeah. You, yeah, it was a lot of fun, your, uh, and uh, score, let's not talk about my score. <laughs> you didn't finish last, right? Wasn't that your goal going My in? goal was to not finish in the bottom five, and I succeeded in that. However, however, former producer of this show and WGR host Nate Geary decided to rain on my parade uh, a little bit with some with some good ribbing. But just like Nate, I also missed the cut, so uh, <laughs> shame, Nate. Yeah, Nate. And Nate's playing a lot of golf too, you know. So I don't think he's got much to much to brag against with you, against you there, buddy, because uh, he's playing a lot. He's on Twitter, touring the Western New York area, rating all the golf courses. Apparently, so um, I think you just shove that right back in his face next time he says something to you, Derek. <laughs> Turn it around on him today. <laughs> That's right. Well, um, Steve, thanks a lot. The West New York PGA actually did most of the work for that event. They did some live scoring for us. Steve's family and staff were there managing the whole event. You know, the custom scoreboard with the television and scorecards and rule sheets and everything you need to make an event go off smoothly was done by Stephen and his staff in the West New York PGA, and that's why that's why you have golf professionals because that's what they do. They manage golf operations and do a great job of it. Steve, thanks a lot for your help, and thanks for coming on, and uh, I look forward to seeing you shortly. Sounds good. Thanks again, guys. Really appreciate it. And, Derek, uh, what were your impressions of last night? I mean, you're, you're a newbie. You're not a golfer. You walked in first time. What would you think? It was uh, it was fun. It, that was, again, like you said, the operative word there. And for someone that hasn't ever really done this, it was a, uh interesting little challenge. And uh, myself and Kyle Powell were the pairing. And uh, I, I knew it was not going to be worrying about getting to the cut line for me. So Kyle and I just had a little... You know, let's try to at least beat each other. Kyle beat me by three strokes, but, you know, next year, I'm going to try to be not the worst GR member there. Do you think we can get you to the next step to go out on the golf course and learn to play the big boy game? Uh, how how high of a score is, uh, is, <laughs> you don't is need too to high? <laughs> as long as you go out and have fun, same idea. You can just go out and hit shots and swat shots and get on a cart and take a walk and enjoy the day. Well, we'll see what we can do, Jeff. All right, I'll teach you. I'll, I'll take you under my wing. All right. Well, for the Tee to Green Golf Show, my name's Jeff Metis. I'm the PGA professional. Thanks to um, Kevin Sylvester, who wasn't here this week, but he's doing some research. Brian Cozio. I'd like to thank our presenting sponsors, the Western New York PGA, Woods to Wedges, Michelob Ultra, Custom Turf, our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. Also to uh, our sponsors, Encore and Donald Ross, and the Champions Report, which is brought to you by Absolute Care. We will be at Glen Oak next week, that fine golf course in East Amherst. Uh, I look forward to being there. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you again next week, 7 a.m. for Tea to Green Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.